Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome back to the Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me podcast. Um, Thank you so much for coming back for our second episode today. Um, Yeah, my name is uh, Rebecca. I am your host for this podcast and thank you for joining me today. Now, before we get started, I wanted to tell you about a couple of fun things that um, we are doing. So, as um, some of you may know, if you listened to my very first episode, and if you haven't listened to that, go ahead, give it a listen now. Um, I sort of told you about my story as an artist, um, as an actor, singer, performer, and... Um, that sort of got me, got me thinking. Now, um, well, especially now in the times that we are living in, there is a huge deficit of, um, artists and creatives in the world. And artists, you know, we're very collaborative people. We like to talk to one another and bounce ideas off of each other. And not being able to do that, um, kind of... You know it's it's kind of not fun and not great as far as like you know your artistic creative soul is concerned so I wanted to invite you to my Facebook group where we are going to surround ourselves with other people who are like us those of us who are in the creative industries the entertainment industry the um, crafting, business, all that fun stuff. If you're a creative, you totally belong in this group with all these like-minded people. Uh, The group is called Creatives Choosing Their Careers, and I'll leave a link for the Facebook group down in the show notes just so it's like an easy like click click. Um, Cool, so I wanted to tell you about that and yeah, um, just to sort of jump into, into today's topic. Um, Today I wanted to talk to you guys about um, comparison, or comparison, I guess, comparing ourselves to others, and perfectionism. And these are two things that, you know, I wish that someone had told me when I was, you know, growing up that comparison and perfectionism, those are things that, you know, happen to everyone. Um, I know when I was younger, I strived to be this perfectionist, and I wish someone had told me a while ago that, you know, that's that's not necessarily something you must be. You don't have to be perfect at everything. Um, and the reason why I wanted to talk about both in this episode is because I think that both of them are really, um, they sort of go hand in hand. Um... So, just to give you some more background to uh, my story, Um, as some of you may know, I'm an actor, Um, I do a lot of stage work, uh, musical theater, in the Washington, D.C. metro area. That is the place um, I love, the place I call home, and um, yeah, being, being an actor and growing up wanting to be a professional actor, professional performer. Um, I ran into comparison really, really early on. Um, probably earlier on than, um, I should have run into it. 
Um, but sort of growing up and, you know, doing children's community theater and being around people who, um, you know, we would be with or, you know, the people that we would, um, at school and being around people who were also singers and dancers. And if you want to put yourself in a mind game that is nearly impossible to get yourself out of, um, you know, audition rooms are the place to be. <laughs> um, audition rooms um, lead to, in auditions, and I guess, you know, by extension callbacks, lead to a lot of, um, a lot of comparison. And that's something I always did growing up. I would always compare myself to people who would get the leads in these shows over me, or I'd compare myself to, oh, the girl who got that solo in choir when I, um, when I really wanted it, and I'd be like, okay, well, she must have sang this note so much better, or she must have been done this so much better, um, and, you know, that I did that for a long time. I would say I did that probably up until... Well, I mean, I, I still would say that I kind of have a comparison mindset every now and again for certain things, but it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Um, I would say probably around my sophomore or junior year of college, I like really took a look at myself and said, why am I comparing myself to all these other people who, you know, are not on my path, they're nothing, you know, they're not like me, um, why am I comparing myself to them so much? And as I was, you know, as I was thinking about that, I sort of realized, well, I kind of broke it down to, they have something that I wanted, and they got it. So what did they do that was so much better than what I did? What was it? I need to figure it out. Um, and if I'm being honest, I uh, never did figure it out. <laughs> um, it definitely was one of those things where you can't um, you can't really figure out something like that where you're comparing yourself to someone else just because it doesn't it just doesn't work. One of my favorite quotes um, about comparison is comparison is the thief of joy and I'm like a really bad person for not knowing who said that, um, or who I'm quoting. Um, but yeah, when I first heard that, that really hit, like really hit home for me. It was very eye-opening and I realized a lot of things. You know, I realized that as an artist or as a creative, when you compare yourself to others and their success, you know, you know, you're you're robbing yourself of the joy and excitement of your own accomplishments. So, for example, um, I have a lot of um, like theater and acting examples because like that's my thing. But I remember when I was oh gosh, this has been a couple years probably at this point. But I remember auditioning for something, and if you're an actor out there, you you know that like most of the stuff you audition for, you do not get. <laughs> Um, and I remember I had auditioned for something 
and I forget what exactly happened, but I auditioned and I didn't, you know, get called back for the part I wanted or I didn't get called back for, you know, in general. And I remember thinking, oh, well, this person always gets called back like all the time. And it was someone who I had seen, you know, everywhere. And I'm like, well, why do they get to, um, why are they getting called back for all these things? Why do they get to, you know, why are they so much farther ahead in their career than me? Um, you know, I was like, I want to be where they are. So why, why is this happening? Why didn't I get that? And, you know, I think that's something we all experience and go through. Um, that specifically, I just remember I was thinking that and then I was talking with my friends about it and I was like, you know, I just feel, I feel so behind and I feel like, you know, my career isn't going anywhere and this and that and this and that. And my friend, he said to me, he said, you know, you are not her, you're not this other person, and you are on completely different, like, roads from each other, like, you're on this road over here, she's on this road over there, and you don't have to compare yourself to her and her accomplishments and what she's doing, and that was really hard for me because I was like, oh, but, you know, um, and this sort of leans into the perfectionism aspect of all this. It was like, I wanted to be perfect at what I was doing, which spoiler alert, you can't be perfect. You ju you just can't. Um, but at the time I wanted to be so perfect at, you know, my auditions and I wanted to be perfect at all my callbacks. And, you know, if I didn't get something, I thought I wasn't perfect. And if I thought I wasn't perfect, then I started comparing myself and it just kind of put me into this cycle over and over and over. And I was just like on this hamster wheel for, for like ever. Um, and so when he finally told me that, you know, he's like, well, look at what you've accomplished. And I was like, I've accomplished nothing because again, I was comparing myself to that other person. He was like, no, like you've accomplished like a lot more than anyone, you know, in your current graduating, like, class has accomplished. I was like, what? That's not true. And so, you know, we just went over it, and, you know, I was farther along than I thought I was, and, um, I guess this sort of comparison goes in, like, on the other end, too, that you can't compare your successes to, you know, that you're doing better than other people. Um, because that also is equally not as good for you. Um, but having that talk with him and him just like sitting me down and like, you know, telling me to, hey, think about this for a second. Like, is this really something that is true or is this you just, com are you just comparing yourself to these other people? And he was right. By comparing myself to these other people who were my peers, you know, my colleagues, I was not allowing myself to experience joy in, you know, the projects I had done or the accomplishments that I had made or being excited about my own projects. Like, I wasn't allowing myself to feel that. And when you're an actor or if you're an artist and you are constantly comparing yourself to this other person thinking you could have done um, like the things you could have done if you just gotten that role 
um, then it's really easy to quickly forget how much time and effort you've put in to your own projects, your own work, and it's really easy to just forget, you know, the reason why you started to do art or be creative in the first place. It's because it fills your soul, not because you wanted to be rich and famous or anything like that. Um, you started with art and you started being creative because you had fun and you loved it and it brought a smile to your face. And I often will think about that and go back to it as much as I can. If I ever catch myself thinking, oh, well, you know, it's during the, um, right now as I'm recording this, um, it's in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and I've found myself thinking, oh, well, you know, um, this person, she's like, even in, you know, a time when, um, creatives and theater makers can't physically come together, I'll find myself saying, oh, well, they have, um, they're performing with, uh, this particular theater company or, oh, they've added, um, three new, um, like credits onto their resume and I've only done yada, yada, yada. And, um, that's not good. Especially right, especially right now. So I just want to let you guys know that comparison, it happens, I would say, to everyone. And it's a constant, um, it's a constant process to sort of get out of that comparison mindset with yourself and with others. Um, and, you know, you're always going to be working on it. I'm working on it still, and I'm probably going to be working on it for the rest of my life, but I wanted to let you guys know that comparison happens, and we don't need to compare ourselves to anyone else, and I know, you know, we hear that all the time, don't compare yourself to anyone else, just compare yourself to who you were yesterday, and I think, you know, that's definitely, it has a good, um, a good intention behind it. Um, And, you know, in a sense, they're right. Don't compare yourself to your best friend. Compare yourself to, um, compare yourself to your standards of who you were yesterday. And I think that also for creatives sort of trickles into, well, for me at least, it trickles into being someone who is creative and being someone who is on this, you know, non-traditional career path, um, I do find myself comparing where I am a lot to my friends. And, you know, I have some really close friend groups. I have friends that I made when I was in college. I've had friends who I've made, um, where... Um, I've met through theater and the arts. I've have I have friends who are still, um, you know, friends I made back when I was still in high school. I have one um, friend in particular who I've known since middle school. She's like my oldest friendship. Her name is Michelle. She's listening. Hi, Michelle. Um, but I'll find myself comparing where I am in my career with people who are in these, you know jobs that are absolutely nothing like mine um and that's not even like a fair comparison if I'm being honest because it's like apples to oranges um 
but I would compare myself to where I was in my career um, versus where they were in their careers. And that's going to sound, that sounds really strange, but let me sort of get into a little bit more. I, I really push myself to be the best. And honestly, that's where like this perfectionism comes into. Um, but I push myself to be the best and I really want to be, you know, on top of my game. So if I'm told, oh, something's done a certain way, then it's like, I will do it that way until like the cows come home and I will never change that way. Um, and that's just sort of like who I am as a person. I try to, you know, do everything the correct way. Um, and I guess in the real world, the quote unquote correct way to do things is what um, what we're told we need to do. Um, you know, we're told to go to school, graduate high school, go to college, get out in four years. Now people are like, everyone's saying that you need to go to grad school, which I mean, hey, if that's what you want to do, I say go for it. Um, but you know, maybe even get your graduate degree and then get a good job and then by this age um, get a house and be you know married by this age and all of these like really important like life milestones that we're told we need to have um, I often would not measure myself against those milestones because I always knew that you know what I was doing was gonna be completely different but I would be like okay so like where am I and like relevance to those milestones but also like in relevance to my friends so it's like when I graduated from college I wanted to um you know go after my career jump straight into it I didn't care what like my day job was I didn't care like anything I just wanted to go out there I wanted to audition I wanted to act and I wanted to perform and I was okay with you know um, all of the, like, side jobs that I worked, um, I was totally fine with those. But what I noticed is that I would see myself and catch myself thinking out of, like, you know, the back of my brain, well, I'm here working, like, three different, uh, part-time jobs, working, like, an insane amount of hours every week, and, you know, one of my friends who has this like amazing job who I'm you know still good friends with and I don't hold it against her for having this like awesome job but I'm like she's you know working nine to five she is making a decent salary for being right out of school um she is doing all of these things that I felt like I should have been doing at that age and I just I wasn't and, you know, that goes back to wanting to be quote-unquote perfect and wanting to make sure that I was keeping up with, you know, what I should have been doing for my age and feeling like I needed to be at those same milestones that she was hitting in her career when the honest truth of it is um, having a career as an artist, as an actor, it's it, it goes all over the place. Sometimes you're really, really busy with lots of projects, and other times, you know, you're not really doing anything at all. And that's just sort of like how, how I feel, at least for performers it goes, 
you know, if you're lucky enough, you have like continuous work all year around. But when you're starting out, especially, it's sort of like, you know, it comes in cycles and it comes in seasons. And me wanting to prove so badly that, you know, I'm an actor, I can do this. Um, I'm going to prove to everyone who said I couldn't do it, that I can. Um, and then, you know, going on so many auditions and only having a handful of like projects that I was able to work on versus someone who is doing well in their career and is like moving on up. Um, it made me feel like I was falling behind and, you know, comparison and perfection, the, the two go together, um, almost too perfectly. I found myself wanting to be so perfect in this, like, not this society, but wanting to be so perfect at, you know, my idea of what I should be, because my ideas of what I should be are based off of these, like, arbitrary, like, goals that, like, our society has set for us, um, that made me compare myself to to her too. So at this point, it was like, not only was I comparing myself to colleagues within my industry, I was comparing myself to friends who were not in my industry at all. And it was like coming at me from two different sides, not, not a good thing. Um, so I sort of started working on getting out of that perfectionist mindset and getting out of that comparison mindset and you know it's taken a lot of work and I still definitely have a lot of like a long way to go I still have like little perfectionist like tendencies and like you know everything just has to be like a certain way or otherwise like you know it's not good to put out into the world or stuff like that um but I have been able to break out out of that a little bit I'd say even more than a little bit. I've been able to break out of that idea of needing to be perfect um, in my like artistic career, um, and also just like as a person too. And I credit um, I credit a couple people with those. Um, so I had a voice teacher who um, I no longer take voice lessons with because she is now teaching full time at a university, so she wasn't really able to take on any private students, um, which made me so sad because I really wanted to continue studying with her. And I told her that if she ever has any more openings, then, you know, please let me know. I'll be the first one to sign up for your lessons again. Um, But I worked with her for a couple years um, and she really helped me break out of that, oh, um, every note must on the page must be perfect, or I must sing it exactly the way it's written, or I must say it in, I must say the words a certain way in order for it to be good. And she sort of got me out of that, and, you know, it took, like, probably a year and a half, two years, well, maybe less than that, <laughs> maybe less than a year and a half, um, but she really got me out of that whole idea of the song, in order for the song to be good, I have to hit every note and it must be sung perfectly and clearly. She was like, no, like, what are you talking about? For some songs, yes, but you know, she's like, if you're doing like a rock musical, you don't want perfection. Like, you can just play around with the notes and you can do all sorts of like fun things. Like, have fun with it. And at first I was like, what? 
but but that's not what's written on the page. And um, she sort of was like, yeah, it's not written on the page, but it's in the style of the show, it's in the style of the song. And at the end of the day, people want to come see a show and they want to see someone perform that style of music. They don't want to hear, you know, perfect notes if they're there for a rock musical. It's like if you go to, um, so now I always think of like, well, if I go to Rock of Ages and I go see Rock of Ages, I don't want to see someone have like these crystal clear like notes and sound like, have like this really pure like soprano-y sound. It's like, no, I want some rock music because I'm here to see Rock of Ages. And um, hearing from her that, you know, when other people are listening to, um, you know, auditions, they're not looking for perfection. They're looking for a performance to see if you can slip into that character. And if you're going for perfect, a lot of times, you know, I'd be in my own head and I couldn't slip into that character. And I couldn't give the performance that the audition required of me. And in the end, it probably cost me some jobs. I mean, I'll never, I'll never know, but, um, she sort of helped me flip my perspective on that. And, um, I was really appreciative of that because artistically I was like, okay, I'm just gonna have fun and I'm gonna perform this song the way I think it should be performed. And if I hit like a weird note there, then cool, I've hit a weird note there and not really dwell on it. So that was, um, one of the, one of my stories about how I sort of like got out of that perfectionist mindset. And I think it, I think it can apply to, you know, any, anyone or really anyone who is looking to um, maybe transition into like a creative career. Um, You don't need to be perfect in order to do something. Like in order to put stuff out in the world, like if you're, um, if you're making an Etsy shop or if you're, I mean, if you're starting an Etsy shop or if you're starting to sell, um, maybe on your online website or something like that, you know, the Etsy shop and the lighting and the pictures and it all, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you know, and that sort of leads me into the next thing that, I found to be so, so helpful, um, is, um, another sort of, I guess it's like a phrase, mantra thing, um, but, um, I listened to a podcast, um, called Don't Keep Your Day Job, um, it's by Kathy Heller, and I've actually done one of Kathy's programs made to do this, and, the one thing that she said to us really early on in the program, it was like 12 weeks, and I think this must have been like week two or three. She said, I want you to promise me to be a C student. And I was like, wait, what? No, a couple things were running through my mind here. I was like, well, what do you mean be a C student? I was always an A student in um, school, like all throughout elementary school, middle school, and high school in college, like, I was an A student, like, if you got a C on, like, to me, if I got a C, that was, like, not good, um, funny enough, I did get a C in, um, like, one class my entire, entire college career, and, I mean, I'm fine, so I guess the C didn't do anything, like, super detrimental, um, but she said, be a C student, and I was like, well, my first reaction was, but I'm always an A student, 
why do you want to be a C student? Like, the C is average. Like, A is good. I get A's because, you know, that's what they say to do. Um, you know, get an A in your classes. Do well in school. If you want to do well, you got to get an A. Got to get an A. Got to get an A. And when Kathy said, I want you to promise me to be a C student, I was just like taken aback. I was like, what? And, um, and then she explained sort of what that meant. And it basically sort of boiled down to if you're going to be an A student, that means you like everything has to be right. Everything has to be perfect. But when you're building, you know, anything, a, a career in the arts, um, a business, a podcast, a book, anything, um, being a C student is better than being an A student because if you're a C student, it means that you've done something and, you know, it's, it's so-so, maybe it's, you know, pretty decent, um, but it's good enough that you can get it out into the world. And that's really what it all boils down to. You need to get it out into the world and you just need to do the thing. Whereas if you're working on, say, a business and you refuse to provide or, you know, offer any services or any, any products before you are 100% ready until you know, your website is up until your landing page is perfect, until your Etsy site is like, you know, 100% great lighting, great pictures, the whole nine yards. Um, it's not going to happen. If you try and strive to be that A student, it's not going to happen because you're always going to find things that you want to do in order to make it perfect. Well, you know, quote unquote, perfect. And that can cause a lot of things. It can cause you to never actually get any sort of services or products out in the world to sell. Um, it causes, you know, another phrase that I really like, analysis paralysis, which is which is something that I have had on many things for many years. And it wasn't until, you know, Kathy sort of explained that idea and I was like, okay, yeah, I, I can be a C student. It's going to be weird, but but I can do that. And let me tell you, breaking out of that perfectionist mindset and that mold I had set for myself and being a C student, it was it was life-changing. I literally was able to start my business because I threw perfectionism out the window. And I was like, doing it better, like doing it and actually getting it done is better than it being super perfect, but not even like ever putting it out into the world. So that was like a really big lesson I learned about perfectionism and why it's such like, it's so, and it's kind of outdated and like who wants to be perfect? Like, you know, who really wants that? And, um, and something else that Kathy had been saying a lot throughout the program was do it messy, do it messy. And I was like, what do you mean do it messy? What do you mean? What does that mean? And she was like, you know, when you decide to do something and it goes to back to being a C student and putting, you know, your products and putting yourself out there in the world, you know, you might be trying to figure out how to put together um, a podcast, for example, and you have no idea 
like what to do, the equipment, how to do it, what do I, how do I distribute it, like I have to have artwork, like what's that, like all this stuff. Um, so instead of trying to be an A student and get everything, get all your little ducks in a row before you even record the podcast, um, she's like, no, do it messy, record that podcast, figure it out along the way. You don't have to have all your ducks in a row in order to do something. And that was really powerful to me. Just hearing hearing someone say, you don't need to have your ducks in a row to do something, probably hit me the hardest because I was always someone who had to have their ducks in a row in order to do something. Like, I had to know the outcome of something before I even you know, planned for it because I needed to know how to, how I was going to get from point A to point B to point C. And if I had to go from point A to point C and there was like nothing in the middle, this was like what I used to do. I would just get analysis paralysis and I'd be like, okay, well that's too much. I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm not going to do this. But, um, whereas doing it messy literally is, you know, you recorded the podcast so you don't have album artwork yet, or not album artwork, Um, You don't have, like, artwork for your, like, the the little card, I guess, little picture for your podcast. You don't know how to, um, like, where to host your podcast. Um, You know, that's really messy, and sorting through that can get really messy, too. But that's okay. And that's, like, another big thing that I really wanted to um, share with you guys is that doing stuff messy, being a C student doing it messy, just, you know, getting it done, and this is all coming from, you know, Kathy Heller, um, it's okay, do it that way, because if you're doing it messy, and you're figuring it out along the way, it's better to do it messy, and present something messy to the world, and, you know, tweak it later on, than trying to present something perfect to the world, and, you know, you lose your steam because you've been working on this, like, project or idea for six months, and you finally get everything perfect just the way you want, and you present it to the world, and, you know, you're just kind of over it because you've spent so much time on it, and maybe you've lost the momentum. So, that's, um, that was a really important lesson for me to learn, and a lesson that I wanted to talk about with you guys today. Um, and, you know, as an artist, as someone who, you know, like, you might not know what you're doing, um, jumping into, like, the creative world, and you're not, you know, you can't be like, hey, mom, so why didn't no one tell me that being, like, being perfect was bad, or, you know, comparing myself to others was, like, not something you should do. Um, I'm hoping this has sort of shifted your mindset or your perspective in a different direction, that whatever you're working on, whatever project, um, maybe it's a video, maybe you're learning graphic design, maybe you're trying to set up your own um, website to sell your products and services, whatever it is, um, it's okay to 100%, you know, do what you can, put something out there in the world and then fix it later. But doing it messy, being a C student, it's totally fine. And besides, like, as artists, I think that it's, um, it's more fun to do things messy, because if you think about it, like, from an actor's perspective, again, it's like, the first time you rehearse for a show, or the first time you run lines for a part, 
the very first time that you were at that table read to the very last show, not opening night, but the very last show, so much has changed. And it wasn't perfect from the start. It wasn't even perfect at opening night because you still like find these little things throughout the run of the show that are like fun that you can put in and that, you know, help just grow and add to the show. You know, you find all of that awesome stuff and really awesome stuff to play around with. And, you know, directors are even like, hey, yeah, let's try this. Let's do that. Let's do it messy. Let's figure out what works. Um, And that can be applied to, you know, painting or graphic design, just like trying stuff and just like, you know, being so messy with it. And eventually you're going to find something that works. So why not be messy and have some fun along the way? But it's tough, especially those of us who have, you know, we're self-identified perfectionists and we want to make sure everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be that way. And the moment you sort of let yourself know that it's okay that you're not perfect and that you know, when no one told you that it was okay to not be perfect and no one told you it was okay to be messy, you know, once we realize that and step into that power and into that sort of idea, so many things open up for us and so many opportunities and we're like not afraid to go for those things that we really want to go for. We're not afraid of rejection. We're not afraid of, you know, what other people are going to think. And I think there's something super powerful in just reminding ourselves that perfectionism and comparing ourselves to others, it's going to happen, but you know, you got to work through it and you're going to get better at it. And one day you're going to look back and be like, wow, I can't believe I ever was like trying to be so perfect about that. Or I can't believe I ever compared myself to those other people when, you know, I shouldn't have even done it in the first place. And I think that, or I hope that you having someone tell you that it's okay to not be perfect and to stop comparing yourself to others I hope um, it helps you in some way. So thank you guys so, so much for listening in on another episode of Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me? Um, I just wanted to remind you, um, come join us over in the Facebook group, um, Creatives Choosing Their Careers. Link is in the show notes. We're going to have a fun time over there. We're having a fun time over there. The group's been open for a while. Um, anyone is free to join, invite your friends, invite your family, um, you know, invite your dog if your dog has a Facebook account or something. Um, I really like dogs, so, I mean, I'm always down to, like, see a dog picture. Um, and also, if you guys are interested, um, I talked a lot about Kathy Heller and her podcast. If you want to listen to it, it's called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Um, it's a fantastic podcast. Um, she's got over 300 episodes. I know that at least. Um, and it's just something I really enjoy listening to and look forward to every week. So fantastic guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode. And we have a lot of really fun projects and announcements coming up. So those will be um, probably within like the next week or so. So stick around to find 
about what's going on. So awesome, guys. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye.